0: Hi, this is Nick Forster. Here we are in early March. This week we're going to revisit a show we recorded last year featuring some great music, a really strong achievement award, and it all starts right now.
1: Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town, with this week's guests from St. Louis, Missouri, John Long, Achievement Award winner, Laura Stachel, and from all over the country, Capital Sunrays. I'm Helen Forster. Join me now in welcoming our host, Nick Forster.
0: Oh, man. Thanks, everybody, and welcome. I just cannot... Um, I have to comment on the fact that our drummer Christian Teal just was playing literally some pots and pans on the opening theme song. It's a very creative sound, and thank you for doing that, Christian. Welcome everybody. Welcome to town hall. Um, we have a, a great show for you this week. We end up talking about musicians' careers. We talk about their new records, their tours, their new songs. We hardly ever talk about their social lives, their friends, which in fact is about as important as anything. Um, so this week. Johnny Long is here, somebody who was forever changed by his becoming friends with one of his heroes and mentors, blues legend homesick James, when they were both living in Chicago, starting around 1970. And that friendship kind of helped define Johnny as a player, as a singer, and, and you're about to hear how real and honest it sounds as a result of that. We've also got a great award this week, and there's a family connection there, but up first, is a brand new group, literally a bunch of friends. People who cross paths in their regular touring lives, playing festivals, playing gigs, checking out each other's music. They came together, came up with a name for their band. They started playing some shows, started writing some songs. They knew they were onto something good. And you know them all for different reasons. Birds of Chicago's JT Nero and Allison Russell, along with Drew Lindsay, they're here the North Mississippi all-star himself, Luther Dickinson is in the band, Amy Helm, Graham Lesh. These are all busy, busy musicians, but they're friends. And this is new for all of them. And we're really happy they're here. So please welcome to E-Town, Capital Sunrays.
2: You gotta trust me, baby. You can't rush this, baby. And it's not easy
3: to go easy.
2: Baby, check your breather, baby. Just slow your breathing down in time with the mind. We can't be
3: the moon and the rolling tide.
2: River, bed and Oh baby this world is oh baby the sun is cold the sun is cold that I could keep you from Sorrow and harm
0: Welcome.
4: So, brand new project. Maybe, Luther, you can tell us, how did this come about? I became friends with the birds of Chicago. As soon as we became friends, it became apparent that they needed to be friends with Amy. (laughs) So we put together a potluck session, and we all converged in Mississippi, and we made a record called Sisters of the Strawberry Moon that came out, yeah. and, um, and it features these guys and other great singers, um, but um, the music is an artifact of the friendship and the communal hang, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I,
5: think, I think tonight is only our 11th gig ever played, isn't it? Yeah. 10th and, or 11th? really only the
1: fourth official Capital Sunrise yeah. gig.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, the reality is you're off to a really strong start and uh, we appreciate the fact that this is fresh and that it's based on friendship. I have to do a thing where we just at least talk a little bit about dads just for a minute. My dad? (laughs) Sure. Let's start with your dad, JT. (laughs) You know, your brother's here playing keyboards. You guys are, you're hanging out playing music. Um, Both my parents were teachers, English teachers, University of Toledo. They weren't musicians, but, you know, words were in
6: the family and it wasn't such a, a leap to say uh, I'm going to go out and try to
0: make a living as a songwriter. And it's a service gig ultimately playing music and being a teacher is a service gig so there's some, some continuity there. Uh, Amy, of course, Levon Helms, your dad. You're playing the drums and true. the mandolin. Here I am. The apple does not fall far from the tree.
5: Yeah. But uh, really being part of the rambles, the midnight rambles in yeah. Woodstock, New York with my dad which was a concert series that he built up before he passed away and being part of that and making those records with him and watching him have his own rise up from the ashes of uh, throat cancer and bankruptcy and, and all those things that laid him out. That was a really special and meaningful time and and those are the memories that yeah. burn bright.
0: And um, the friendship and the musical community that your dad had built over decades, You know, some of that came back to roost it. At home, and you got to see that communal connection, that sharing that that happened right under your roof.
5: Yeah, and a lot of those connections. I mean, that's where Graham and I first met. Graham and his dad and his brother came and did a few rambles with us when my dad was still alive. So So that was a special thing, and it's nice to continue on playing music with that uh, feeling in your heart.
0: Right, and Graham, you know, so Phil Lesh is your dad. Everybody knows. Yeah. And so you probably were like a little kid sitting on a road case on stage at Grateful Dead shows when you were a little kid. That was indeed me, yeah. I have the photos. You have photos. (laughs) (laughs) Did you always know you were going to play music growing up in that I knew I was going to play. I didn't know I was going to make a living of it, but uh, yeah. Um, And Luther, of course, people know about your dad, Jim Dickinson. Great uh, musician
4: and singer and producer, keyboard player. A family man, he was a great example of balancing music and family, and that's the stage of life I'm in right now, and that's a, another thing that we all have in common. Right. I'm 46 now, and I'm fascinated with the idea of playing with musicians like your dad taught me You know, in their 80s. Mavis Staple, American heroes in her 80s. Phil Lesh is 80, you know? And then also the young talent is so amazing, too, and I learned that from him because around the time he was my age, he took us under his wing and taught us the... You know, it's an honest living, man, if you learn how to play music and you can get out there, you know, and like you said, make a living with music. That's a day-to-day, week-to-week, you know, situation. (laughs) What about you, Allison? Did you have music in your family growing up? Hey, who's interviewing whom here? Wait a minute. (laughs) I'm losing control so
0: quickly. I was gonna get to her.
4: Well,
2: I had music in my family in the sense of my grandma is a Scottish-Canadian
1: who knew a lot of amazing creepy murder ballads <laughs> and uh, and lullabies, and she liked to play the piano, and she sang in her choir at her quite dure Scottish Presbyterian church, but she had a lot of soul in her.
0: That's so cool. Well, listen, we, um, we're we going to get back to music. Welcome back to E-Town, if you would. Capital Sunrays.
2: Thank you. Of this love I've got to give
0: Capital Sunrays. Graham Lesh on the bass, Drew Lindsay on the keys, Luther Dickinson on guitar, Amy Helm on the drums, J.T. Nero on acoustic guitar, and Allison Russell on clarinet and banjo. From all over the place: Nashville, Chicago, Woodstock, Memphis, San Rafael. The Capital Sunrays. They'll be back. To play some more music a little later on in the show.
1: Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by Silk, a pioneer of plant-based beverages that supports the environment as a charter sponsor of Change the Course, a freshwater conservation and restoration program created by Bonneville Environmental Foundation and National Geographic. You can learn more about Silk's environmental commitments and plant-based nutrition at silk.com. You're listening to E-Town.
0: I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town, Capital Sunrays. will be back, play some more music a little later on in the show. And we've also got uh, great blues artist Johnny Long is here, really one of the most sort of authentic uh, blues artists working today. But before we bring uh, Johnny Long out, we're going to introduce you to somebody we got to meet with the help of one of our listeners. Every week we get to do this. We get to share a story of somebody who's doing some outstanding work on behalf of their greater community. And almost always, these are stories of people who start out as volunteers, they look for an opportunity to make a difference, they take a few steps in that direction, and things add up. Um, We get to recognize those efforts with something called the Achievement Award, as you well know, and here comes Helen Forster to tell you about this week's winner.
1: Thanks, Nick. Our winner this week is Laura Stachel of Berkeley, California. Several years ago, Laura was diagnosed with a painful degenerative spine condition, which forced her to give up her practice as a successful OBGYN. She still had a strong desire to support women's health, so she decided to go back to school and pursue work in the public health arena. During that time, Laura visited northern Nigeria to study ways to lower the death rate of mothers giving birth in that country. She witnessed deplorable conditions at the places she visited, including lack of something we all take for granted at our health facilities, adequate and dependable electricity. Of course, this greatly hindered nighttime surgeries and deliveries and maternity care in general, and this deeply concerned Laura. So she reached out to her husband, Hal Aronson, a solar energy educator. And together, they spearheaded the creation of a unique solution to this problem. In fact, it was recently included as part of Time Magazine's 2019 list of 100 Best Inventions. Now, Laura's here with us to tell us more, so let's welcome this week's Achievement Award winner, Laura Stachel of Berkeley, California.
0: Hi Laura, welcome to E-Town. Thanks for being here.
7: Thank you so much.
0: I'm sorry about your diagnosis and that you had to change your entire professional career midstream, but congratulations on finding a new direction. Tell us a little bit about the, the conditions that you witnessed as a medical professional when you showed up in Nigeria for the first time.
7: I had anticipated that things wouldn't be similar to the hospital I had come from in terms of equipment and maybe the numbers of staff. But it had never occurred to me that a hospital that was delivering 150 babies every month could be without electricity for 12 hours a day. It meant that they couldn't do C-sections through the night when they wanted to do. Their lights would go out during deliveries. They couldn't use the equipment dependent on electricity, things like incubators or ultrasounds or blood bank refrigerators. And that hospital was losing three to eight expectant
0: mothers and new mothers every single month. Wow, and this is probably comparatively a sophisticated place to have a baby. This was a place where you would go from the country to go there to have your baby, I guess, right?
7: Exactly. It's a little bit different than what we expect here. In many of the parts of the world in which I work, women will either try and deliver at home with a traditional birth attendant or will try and deliver in a small clinic. And by the time they reach a hospital, it means that something has gone wrong. There's been some complication. So the women arriving there were some of the sickest women that I'd ever seen in labor. Wow! So I started writing letters home to my husband, my husband Hal Aronson. He's an environmental sociologist by training. And when I started describing these situations to him, he immediately thought of solar energy as a potential solution for the hospital.
0: Yeah. So what was the next step?
7: Well, I came back from my trip, and I was a graduate student at that point in the School of Public Health, and immediately entered a competition to try and win enough money to bring a solar electric system to the hospital. We got honorable mention, which was a bit of a disappointment to me. I called the head of the hospital and said, Dr. Mwazu, I'm so sorry. I didn't get enough money for the solar electric system. And he said, don't worry, Laura, you planted a seed, and from that seed, a great tree will grow and that night one of the judges from the competition called and said you should have won the competition how much do you need and i immediately doubled the amount and we had 25 25- <laughs> 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 and we had $25,000 and we were on our way and we brought in solar electricity for the maternity ward the labor room the uh, laboratory for a blood bank refrigerator, and also for the operating theater.
0: That's amazing. But as I understand it, there was a first step, right? You were sort of uh, wanting to sort of demonstrate what you could do with the solar energy system, and you had this sort of like demo model that was portable.
7: Exactly. Well, I didn't really know much about solar electricity at the time. I invited my husband to come back with me to Nigeria, And he had heard the stories I was describing and said, no, you'll need to bring solar. So I said, please make me something I can use. And he created a demonstration kit with solar panels, charge controller, batteries. We brought in lights and walkie-talkies. And I tucked everything inside my suitcase and literally smuggled it into the country as a way to show people what solar electricity was about. And this was just to provide a demonstration. And one of the surgical aides said, please leave this here. And I said, no, you're gonna get a much bigger solar electric system. And he said, you don't understand, this would help us save lives right now.
0: Wow, just that little setup.
7: Yeah, so we left the solar electric kit. I did come in and bring in the larger system and it transformed the hospital. Maternal deaths went down by 70% in the next year. More women were admitted to the hospital and weren't turned away at night. Hmm. And I honestly thought we were done. But people in the hospital started bringing me to nearby clinics. And they said, why are you only helping the big hospital? We're also in the dark. Hmm. And that's when my husband and I began to think that maybe we could intentionally make suitcase-sized systems for me to bring back. And so I started returning to Nigeria, each time packing
0: solar equipment inside my suitcase. In your suitcase. And uh, when was this? When was that first unit that you delivered that that the sort of suitcase? So the first
7: suitcase was in 2008. And then in 2009, the New York Times author, Nicholas Kristof, the journalist, I heard him speak. I told him a little bit about what we were doing. And unbeknownst to me, he wrote about it in his blog. And the next day we got requests for solar suitcases from around the world. Wow. And that was the moment we realized that the problem I was seeing in northern Nigeria is actually a problem globally. And as many people know, 1.2 billion people don't have a- access to electricity around the world. But hidden in those numbers are all the health centers that are trying to provide life-saving care. Right and don't have reliable electricity.
0: So what do you do? You figure out, okay, we have to scale up? Or what happens?
7: Well, we started creating these solar kits in our backyard. We actually brought together neighbors and volunteers who would donate money, donate their time, and we'd put together these solar suitcases. But we honestly couldn't keep up with demand. The earthquake in Haiti happened in 2010, and people said, why don't you bring solar suitcases there? And so we were scrambling to try and pull this together. And around that time, I started applying for funding. We ended up incorporating as a nonprofit and we got a very generous grant from the MacArthur Foundation and also from the School of Public Health in Berkeley to be able to try and bring our innovation to scale.
0: So uh, I imagine this has spread at this point.
7: Yeah. This was one of those, watch what you ask for. Um, Things absolutely did spread. And at this point, we've brought more than 4,100 solar suitcases to health centers in more than 27 countries.
0: Wow, that's amazing. That's wild. It's very tangible. It's not just, oh, well, the kids can do their homework. This is saving lives.
7: It's absolutely incredible. Um, There's one story that I really would like to share with you that really, I think, illustrates best the impact of a solar suitcase. There was a doctor in the DR Congo who asked if he could have a solar suitcase for his clinic that was on an island that had no electricity whatsoever. And I sent it to him by sort of overnight mail and then said, please, he was in New York, I said, please tell me as soon as you get back to the DR Congo, I want to help train you better on this, and tried to give him some instructions over the phone. Well, I didn't hear from him for five weeks. And when I finally did hear, he said... The day that I arrived, there was a woman with twins and I was able to save both babies. But the next day, there was an outbreak of cholera. And for 30 days, I took care of 122 mothers, fathers and children with this disease. He said, in the past, I would lose 50% of my patients to cholera. And I think 80% of those deaths happened at night. With the solar suitcase, everyone survived. Oh And he said, we are witnessing what light means in communities where night means death to those in need of emergency care when the sun goes down. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. So what an amazing story. Let's just quickly touch on the fact that there's an environmental component to this too. You're not only bringing light to places that really need it and that's really saving lives, but you're also creating clean energy and you're demonstrating that this is actually a viable model and an opportunity for people to sort of modernize without necessarily carbonizing. Yes. So how, I'm sure you have some idea, but it sounds like you've really helped a lot of people.
7: Yeah, we actually do quite a lot of research, and we estimate that we've now served 3.8 million mothers and newborns with our technology. That's amazing.
0: Uh, Any specific plans for new changes, new projects, new things coming up?
7: In the next five years, we're trying to reach every health center in five countries that have high rates of maternal and newborn death. We started with Liberia in 2017, and I'm very thrilled to tell you that this year we reached every health center in that country with solar suitcases. And we're going to be doing the same next in Uganda, Sierra Leone, and Zimbabwe. And we have only been able to do this as a nonprofit by joining together with people like you and everyone here in this audience who are going to take a stand and say, you know, we can make a difference. Yeah. So if anyone's interested, our organization is called We Care Solar. The initiative is Light Every Birth and every little bit helps.
0: Yeah. Is there a website?
7: Yes, the website is www.wecaresolar.org.
0: WeCareSolar.org. And mm-hmm. how does it feel to be one of Time Magazine's best inventions of the year, right? That's pretty cool.
7: You know what, it's totally exciting. Yeah. It, it's something that I never imagined. Yeah, I like to remind people it's not that I sat down one day and said this is the vision that I have. I saw a problem that really needed fixing and took care of the people in one hospital and then that led to helping a few more and a few more after that. And so I just encourage people as they see problems, don't get too overwhelmed. Just, Take the first step and then you can see where that leads.
0: Well, congratulations. Winner of this week's achievement award, doing incredible work all over the world, Laura Statel, wecaresolar.org. Congratulations, Laura. Thank
1: you
7: so much and thanks for what you're doing.
1: To learn more about this worthy project or to nominate someone for the award yourself, You can find their contact information on our website, etown.org. Also, you can nominate someone there. And we'd love to hear what you think of this segment, or even of the show in general. You can reach us on Facebook and all that stuff, or you can write to us either by email at info at etown.org, or do it the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306.
0: Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Laura. That is an amazing story. Crazy, crazy story. Good story. Um, We've got more music coming up from the Capitol Sunrays. Right now, I'm going to tell you about uh, Johnny Long. I think that what's important to remember is that back in St. Louis, when he was a kid, John Long discovered blues music. And even before he was 10, he was listening to people like Lightning Hopkins and Jimmy Reed and Muddy Waters. And then he discovered even older stuff. You know, pre-war acoustic blues, Leroy Carr, Scrapper Blackwell, Lonnie Johnson. These are records that he found and studied and learned and got deep into. As he got older, he struck out on his own, wound up in Chicago when he was about 19 or 20 and crossed paths with homesick James, who's a cousin of Elmore James, who also played in Elmore's band. And the two of them struck up a basically a family relationship where... Johnny became his sort of adopted son, and they traveled, and he learned a lot. And all of that fit into this process of absorbing and digesting the history, and the depth, and the roots, and the essence of blues music. It's been happening all his life, and it continues. He is a guy who is pushing 70, just put out his first solo record, and his learning and his writing continues. And we're really happy to have him here. Please welcome to E-Town, Johnny Long.
6: Thank you so much. Here's a song Mr. Homesick James. He wrote this. Baby, please set a date. Don't say tomorrow because tomorrow may be too far away. One. Saturday Oh baby Won't you please Saturday Don't say tomorrow come tomorrow Too far away Get late in the evening The sun's sinking down I wanna see you so bad I don't know what to do Oh baby Saturday Don't say tomorrow Cause tomorrow Too far away Could you come to my back and call baby please won't you set a date don't say tomorrow cause tomorrow be too far away now i want your loving mama and i really want it bad when i can't see you darling really makes me mad. Oh, baby. please, day day don't say meñana that's too far
3: away thank
6: you
0: That's a pretty cool rig you have that fits on your shoulders and holds your microphone and your harmonica and the whole thing. That's awesome. Build it myself, so I'm very proud. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a feeling that you all can imagine that when Johnny Long and I met when I was probably 20 or 21 and you were probably 25 or something like that, 26, I thought you were already old. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I well, just figured, because you're such a good storyteller, you've got this great gravelly voice, and you had the playing and the singing. And I just need to point out to people, because on the radio, it's you hear songs like what John is playing, and you realize, well, that sounds familiar. It's blues, and somebody's playing guitar, and somebody's playing harmonica, and somebody's singing. Well, it's all him. He's doing the whole thing himself, and he's playing guitar and harmonica at the same time. It's hard to do it takes a lot of practice and you do it really well well thank you and another thing
6: this gentleman here he's multi-talented guitar banjo uh, mandolin singing him and his wife anyway i'm proud to be here it makes me feel humble i mean you know to be here on e-town because i've been here quite a few times
0: before and i'm glad they had me back Well, um, I think you've got some Native American ancestors and I know that you have a particular fondness and a feeling for nature and for the land and for fairness. Yes. These are things that you care about. Yes. I'm proud to keep on doing it. I'm
6: 69 years young and ain't gonna give up.
0: I like the combination of you maintaining the tradition, singing to the troubles. Yeah. Because that's what the nature of the blues is about. And yet you carry this uh, very positive spirit. I know you're going to do a song later on that's about us all being connected and all being part of one sort of global humanity. I know that uh, as a St. Louis person, you're not a particular fan of companies like Monsanto. No, no. Because I know old time country preachers, and they
6: might have a cowboy church, and they aren't for Monsanto either. I'm just saying. If Jesus was here, he wouldn't be for it. Yeah. (laughs) You know. (laughs) But we just got to keep on, you know, things can be changed. Yeah,
0: Loving each other. Loving the earth, too. And just like your guest here. Yeah. that That was great. That was an inspiring story. Yeah. Well, listen, the blues, it touches so many styles of music, and it's connected to so many styles of music. And... It isn't necessarily this isolated thing, but you've really captured the spirit, and the essence of it, and we're glad you're back. We're gonna get back to music right now. Yes, sir. Welcome back, if you would, Mr. Johnny Long. Thank you.
6: (laughs) Nick's gonna be playing some mandolin, and also Helen's gonna be doing vocals in the house band. I like the pot and pan thing. time all tribe and tongue we got to get kids together a lot of work had to be done cause the creator made us all Helen Forrester, vocals; Nick on mandolin, and the E-Town Band.
0: As Mr. John Long, St. Louis, Missouri. His record out on Delta Groove Records is called "Stand Your Ground," along with the E-Tones, Chris Engelman, Christian Teal, Ron Jolly, and Helen Forrester. Mr. Johnny Long, real deal, right here on E-Town.
1: This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. If you happen to tune in late and you've missed some of this week's program, the E-Town podcast will have this episode and others, along with content from past shows as well. It'll be available for free in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast directories. You're listening to E Town.
0: I'm Nick Forster. I want to say hello to folks who are listening to E-Town on stations like WUWF in Pensacola, Florida, on KPUP in Patagonia, Arizona, and on WEVL Weevil in Memphis, Tennessee. Thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. As always, if you want more information about any of our guests this week or you want to see exactly what this cast of characters looks like, It's kind of a spectacular group this week. All that stuff and more is online at etown.org. We've also got other stuff. We've got uh, smartphone apps and YouTube channels and other things, and you can figure all that out. So we have heard sort of modern uh, contemporary songs in the old time style from Johnny Long, just great character. We had an unbelievable achievement award story of success all over the world using solar power to help save lives. We also heard some amazing new songs from this new artist. I must say, it makes us feel good that we can gather together in this sort of family tradition and have a bunch of things happen somewhere between uh, Terrapin Crossing and Levon's barn, E-Town Hall, solar powered. So thank you for being a part of it. Right now, would you please help me welcome back to the stage, Capital Sunrays.
2: And you fun house me. This is just a time for One more try
0: Capital, Sunrays, Graham Lesh, Drew Lindsay Luther Dickinson, Amy Helm, JT Nero, Allison Russell, from all over the country, brand new band. We've got time for one more song. I want to thank uh, all of our guests for being a part of the show. It's always good to find a, a spiritual number a song that kind of reflects our shared value. So I want to thank our award winner, Laura Stachel, our award winner. Thank you so much for coming out. Thanks to, uh, of course, Mr. John Long from St. Louis, Missouri, originally, American Music Original. And speaking of original, of course, the brand new band, Capital Sunrays. Thanks to the Etones, Helen Forster, and all of you. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here. Anytime.
6: Well, I'm on my way to heaven. We shall not be moved. Well, I'm on my way to heaven. We shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's standing by the water.
1: supported nonprofit organization with help from all of our fine staff and recorded live at etown hall to make an achievement award nomination comment on the show in general or get tickets to a live taping feel free to visit our website etown.org distribution of etown is made possible by our family of sponsors this station and listeners like you
2: We, we shall not be
1: a production of eTown.
0: That's the Capital Sunrays, along with Johnny Long, and thanks to Laura Stachel, our award winner from We Care Solar. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.